It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Another guy who has Minnesota sports flowing in his veins is our guy, Darren Doogie Wolfson. Heck yeah. Channel 5 Eyewitness News from Scoop Podcast. And along with Judd and Declan, it is time for bonus scoops. And let's do something we haven't done in months. Let's start with the local nine. Let's start with the twins. What can you tell us about a team that currently is struggling at the plate but the starting pitching sure is good darren it is really good heck judd does it matter there is zero resistance in that division what a favorable division to play in that division is rock bottom if you go up and down the six divisions in baseball which to me there's not much separation now league to league right because of the schedule the way it is now set up right so i mean i think we can make more comparisons than ever, like American League Central to National League Central. Bottom line is the American League Central stinks. I mean, right now <laughs> yeah. the Twins are on pace to win 88-ish games. The Tigers are on pace to win like 76. The Guardians, 75 or 74. So right now the Twins are on pace to win the Central by double-digit games. But it's not about winning the division. It's about ending this 18-game playoff losing streak. So in that regard, Judd, I can tell you, they're already strategizing internally at Target Field about the trade deadline, that there's a thought that the obvious sellers will sell earlier than, you know, the last week of July. Now, you know, that can fluctuate, right? Like a team like the Cardinals stinks right now, so they could wait. Maybe the Giants, although to me, Jack Peterson, like you're going to make that move. I'm not sure the Giants are going to make any sort of great run. Maybe the yep. White Sox, but like you look at the Tigers in all likelihood. Now maybe they hold off a little bit. The Royals, like you think about Araldish Chapman, you don't think he could help the Twins bullpen right Austin? now or at some point in June compared to the fourth week of July? I'm just saying uh-huh. the obvious sellers, the Nationals, who, by the way, are playing a bit better. How about my guy, Bloomington native Jake Irvin, earning his first major league win last night? He was brilliant. So happy for story, one Darren? of my favorite kids. What, what's his story? Well, he was a fourth-round pick 
Out of Bloomington Jefferson High School, he ended up at the University of Oklahoma, was one of the better pitchers in the Big 12, was a fourth-round draft pick of the Nationals in 17 or 18 years. Blend together, Judd. You can Google that. But one of those two years, got a pretty nice six-figure signing bonus, right? So enough money to survive. Underwent Tommy John surgery a couple Mm -hmm. years ago. But they added him. They saw enough. They added him to the 40-man roster last winter. So I figured, okay, once that happens, it's when, not if, he'll make his Major League debut. But if you look at his AAA numbers... At Rochester, the old Twins AAA home, Rochester, New York, he was not lights out, right? So a lot of it, circumstance. I'll catch up with Jake. We've texted a little bit, but I'll I'll catch up with him, you know, for for a formal interview via Zoom at some point here in the coming days. I just, I want to hear him lay out, like, did he expect this? Like, it happened so suddenly, so fast, but he was fine in his Major League debut against the Cubs, and then last night, start number two. I'm telling you, now that Giants lineup is not good, but he was really, really good in San Francisco last night. But just a great kid. Like, you know, I've stated that that my older son, Droogie, he's part of a traveling baseball team that, that will be taking a trip to the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee late July. So we've been raising money going back over a year. So I reached out to Jake. I said, hey, you know, anything you can help with? Not only did he provide me with a bunch of stuff, He hand-delivered everything in October. So he met me. It was actually at one of Droogie's fall ball games on a Sunday afternoon. So not only did he meet me at the playing field, he sat and watched a couple innings of Drew's team, wanted to meet Drew, wanted to meet my father-in-law. He's just, he's one of these just great kids. He really is. So easy, easy guy to root for. So really happy for Jake. But yeah, internally at Target Field, they are already strategizing. They are going to be buyers. Come this summer, they are going to add. Now, maybe it's as simple as just one reliever, but it could be two relievers. Yes. Could they use a bat? Sure. I was going to say, how about a bat? They could use a bat. That's why I specifically brought up Jock Peterson. But I'm just telling you and telling the audience, they are already planting seeds. Maybe not so much with the organizations, but planting seeds internally like, hey, that's a guy we should target. No, that's not a guy we'll target. Those conversations have been ongoing at least for a little bit. So I'm just telling you, just be ready for for the Twins to be buyers come this summer. Also on the Twins front, Caleb Thielbar. It's an oblique strain. I was told he just needs a few days. So this is not a long-term injury. Now, hey, fluidity. Could the Twins say, hey, Caleb, go throw you know a couple innings in St. Paul at AAA, a mini rehab assignment? I suppose that's possible. But this is not a long-term concern. You think about that bullpen? Well, Caleb Thielbar... Very capable. The Twins want Caleb Thielbar back in that bullpen as soon as humanly possible. So the good news is that is a short-term injury. On Tyler Malley, his injury, I wrote it down, the specifics. Arm impingement and a flexor strain. All right? He is going to go get a second opinion this week. So moved to the 60-day injured list. Now the Twins announced he was going to be shut down for four weeks. So after the four weeks, Judd, you're talking about you know, if we just we played this thing out, a rehab assignment that could last, you know, what, 10 to 15-ish days, multiple outings. You start pushing the calendar out, being moved to the 60-day injury list, not much different than the time frame if he hadn't gone on the 60-day when the Twins think he has a chance to be back. But there's the potential for this being 
longer term, he has to think about his long-term outlook. He is in a contract year. So anyway, Tyler Malley seeking out a second opinion this week. Then on Kyle Farmer, he's close. I mean, he's done everything you need to see at AAA with the St. Paul Saints. He had a wire removed from his mouth yesterday. So it's possible the Twins wait a day. Like at some point here in the next handful of days, the Twins are going to activate Kyle Farmer. Then the question is, is it Jose Miranda that goes down, which wouldn't surprise me, or is it Willie Castro? You figure it's one of those two down, Farmer activated. I just wonder if they wait. Now, could it be today? I suppose it could be today, but I wonder if they just wait a day after he had that wire removed yesterday. Uh, Dukes with Mally shelved and Akenta Maeda also kind of shut down here. It, I take it Louis Varlin, Bailey Ober, they're going to get every opportunity to kind of just take these guys' spots and I guess good problems to have, right, if they're still pitching well by the time those two are healthy. I, I feel like both of them will get more than one opportunity or two to obviously prove that they belong in this rotation. Yeah, amen, Declan, absolutely. I mean, I was over at CHS Field last Thursday, right? Kirilov got the call Friday. Yeah, so I caught up with Alex on Thursday, but I also caught up with Randy Dobnak, and I was talking to some Saints people. Like, you know, the Saints have been the AAA affiliate of the Twins for what? This is year three? Like, it's not even close. The depth in St. Paul, even at Wichita AA, compared to 2022 and 2021, I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. it's a blowout. I mean, the Twins had Derek Rodriguez, who wasn't great in his last outing. Derek Falvey was at CHS Field one week ago, last Tuesday for that day game. Rodriguez was not good in that game, but the Twins end up selecting his contract. But you think about Dobnak, you think about Simeon Woods-Richardson, Brent Hedrick, who looked okay when he was up earlier with the Twins. So they have some options. Even Aaron Sanchez, who made a spot starter two last year, he would have to be added to the 40-man like Dobnak, but he's at triple A. I'm just saying, they have more depth than ever before at triple A. But yes, for the foreseeable future, Declan, you know, Varland, what, on the mound? Tonight at Target Field against the Padres, yes. Louis Varland and Bailey Ober will be given every opportunity to run with this thing. Dude, I saw our friend uh, Sean Aronson of the St. Saint Paul Saints. I Love think him. Snarkily tweeted, yep, my former boss, one of my uh, big mentors in this industry. Mm-hmm. Sean is the best. Snarky tweeted that, uh, well, if Brooks Lee keeps dominating at A, you may as well call him up to St. Paul because the Twins end up plucking all the good players from St. Paul to their major league roster. Uh, if Brooks Lee, who I believe was the minor league player of the week in the organization, he had tore the cover off the ball. I have a feeling, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be accelerated, but we probably might even see him in St. Paul this summer, wouldn't you say so? Oh, absolutely. Yes, we will see him in St. Paul this summer. Declan, I wonder if we see him in Minneapolis before the year is over. It's when, Ooh. not if. He is the number one prospect in the system. He wowed so many people in Fort Myers during spring training. The Twins are still surprised. He got all the way to them. What was a pick seven last summer in the draft, right? Just a godsend. But he is, I'm telling you now, hey, every guy struggles. Mike Trout struggled his first, what, couple hundred at-bats or even more than that, right? So I'm not expecting Brooks Lee, when he gets up to the Twins, to just be dominant from day one. That is so rare. Sure, it's happened. There are examples, but there are more examples of guys struggling early. But I'm telling you, Brooks Lee, in so many ways, is a can't-miss prospect. So, yes, we will see him in St. Paul at some point. I'm telling you, the better question to ask is, do we see him at target field before the season is over? Speaking of prospects, uh, it it sounds like Royce Lewis is ahead of schedule. Uh, He's going to be going to 
within what the next couple weeks. Yeah, he'll week, play for Wichita here. Wichita, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah, then, a couple days. So yeah. are are we looking at a June return? Because I know that, that that he's on the sixty day DL and he can't come back until the end of May. So are we? T- is there an expectation that he could return around June first? And I guess my question off of that is: Is there a chance that if he does, he could come here as the third baseman? And if Jose Miranda continues to struggle, he go back to St. Paul for a, a little bit of a tune up. Yeah, I mean, I think Miranda needs a little bit of a tune up. Not well, unheard of. Guys go down, come back up. But I think right now Miranda needs a little seasoning at AAA. Yes, that's yeah. why I wonder. I'm telling you, when Kyle Farmer is activated, right. is the yeah. corresponding move. Miranda, Miranda right then and there forget Royce Lewis is the move right then and there Miranda to St. Paul so I think Miranda ending up in St. Paul at some point here would not be surprising whatsoever but yeah Royce Lewis he'll start a rehab assignment in Wichita then he'll transition to St. Paul at some point you know the clock on that is 20 days right now in all likelihood they'll maximize the full 20 days just like they did with Alex Kirilov then make a determination after those 20 days. But yes, we're looking at maybe a couple weeks ahead of schedule. Yes, if all goes well, Judd, sure, we could see Royce Lewis at Target Field in early June. And he is now primarily going to be a shortstop and third baseman, correct? Accurate, yeah. So the the outfield days clearly came to a quick end. Well, to be determined on that. I mean, I think, yeah, okay. infield more so, but... Let me do a little bit more digging on that. I'm not ready to close the book on, go back, huh? on the outfield. I mean, no that was, slamming into that the was wall. fluky in so many it was ways. very fluky, but, you know, you don't need more guys. I was at, at that game, yeah. I was too. It was unfortunate, but, you know, I was there, but there was some flukiness to that. Hey, do you think, and I we, we have touched on, on this, but I don't think we talked about it last week. Do you think that we see Buxton in the outfield at all at the rate things are going? I mean, it's just so hard to say, okay, August 15th. Well, I mean, sure, right now, things- yeah, I mean, they're going to roll with the way things are for the foreseeable future. I'm not ready to say August 15th that Buxton is purely right. a DH, but you start looking at, like, the Going contract, well, my point. that team-friendly contract he signed. Correct. What did he know behind the scenes when he put pen to paper? I mean, clearly we are going to see Buxton DH a lot. More so than we'll ever see him in the field, pushing this thing out for a while, if not, heck, for the duration of his twins' run. But I'm not ready to say, like, August 15th, 100% Buxton is only going to be a DH. I would say, you know, like I say with a lot of things, there's some fluidity to that. But, like, I don't think we're going to see Buxton in center field on this homestand. We're not going to see him in center field on May 25th. Right. right, but like August fifteenth, that's so far down the road. I'm not ready to go quite there yet. Because Thad Levine with Provost a couple of weeks ago was talking about the fact once it warms up. But I mean, he has played well there. And then I, I found it intriguing, the Korea thing that I think came up during the Apple TV broadcast on Friday, and Korea elaborated to the reporters locally here that he and Buxton had like a come to Jesus. Dinner during spring training, at which Correa said, you got a DH. I know that you don't like it, but so it's just an interesting, like there was more at work there than we thought, which is not surprising, but I just, it looked to me from that conversation, like it left the door wide open to have Michael A. Taylor play in the outfield, Bucks did not. I will say this, I'm not a fan of Nick Gordon playing a ton, so if they're going to play 
a guy out there. Taylor's not great at the plate. I prefer him. So, like, if they're going to start to – I feel like they need to play Nick at times. He's a good situational utility guy. I think that's his role. Um, so I don't like replacing Taylor with Nick. But the Buxton thing, dude, we're to a point now, if he's going to play and he's going to play 130 games, I'm not going to complain about it. I wouldn't complain either. I mean, most importantly, the bat being in the lineup, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and hey, Michael A. Taylor's been fine. I mean, far from a train wreck. I mean, he's had some brilliant moments, in fact. I mean, I think he's been better than they anticipated. And that was very strategic. I mean, they had targeted Taylor. It wasn't just something that the Royals called and it was, you know, within 24 hours, hey, you know, trade worked out. That was something the Twins had been working on. So you just, you go back to that, you play this thing out. I mean, this clearly was the plan for a while. But yeah, I mean, I think on what Dad was saying with Provis, sure. When it warms up, I mean, heck, it's pretty warm right now. But at some point, summer, right? Mid-June, late June, early July, mid-July, August 15th, as I keep saying. Like, is it possible Buxton is out there? Sure. But they are all about that bat, that they know how much of a difference maker the bat is. On a per-game basis, how much action does the center fielder see? And if you have Taylor out there compared to Buxton, right, what play is Taylor not making that Buxton makes? Right now, I guess if you push mm-hmm. that out over the course of 100 games, sure, there would be enough. But at this point, if you can get Buck well past that 100 game threshold, as exactly. you laid out 130 ish games, if not yeah. more, in that lineup, Judd, it's not even close. That is the most important thing. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Viking scoops. What's going on there? Yeah, well, I mean, schedule release week that comes out on Thursday. I haven't heard, like this time last year, I had heard the London steam and hey, that ended up happening. The only thing I've really heard was the possibility of an Arizona preseason game in Arizona, by the way. So, you know, some fans that like to travel, you know, that would be, that'd be a pretty fun (laughs) trip. Yeah, yeah, sure. But hey, can't go wrong going to Arizona in mid to late August. Yeah. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh, Make there's some fun lane. road trips. 
Yeah. Gambling, booze, football. <laughs> what yeah. more could you want for debauchery? Heck yeah. I mean, maybe Thursday morning when I join you guys again, maybe I'll have a little bit more steam with the release, what, 6 o'clock Central-ish on Thursday yeah. night. But right now, as I sit here, I don't have, outside of that Arizona preseason note, which isn't even fully confirmed, so maybe put that under the reckless speculation you know, umbrella, right? But I'll throw it out there for sake of the conversation. Otherwise, I just I haven't heard a whole lot of buzz. Looking forward to being out there on on Friday, the Vikings. I mean, a lot of these rookie contracts are mere formalities. I know they got the fifth rounder done. The idea is to get a lot of these guys. Maybe Addison takes a little bit longer, but uh, the idea is to get these guys signed by the time they hit the practice field on Friday. So those are, you know, some immediate transactions. Haven't heard anything new on Daniels, Darius, Dalvin. I'll continue to say I see Dalvin elsewhere. Darius. They want him, Judd. They just they do. Brian Flores wants Zadarius Smith. That has been vocalized to Zadarius Smith. And so I'm just I'm not ready to say the Vikings are going to outright release Zadarius or even trade him. Maybe eventually, but I'm not ready to say it. And on Daniel, I see Daniel here. And I can absolutely see the Vikings finding a way to give Daniel a bit of a raise. I was asked a few times on Twitter today, which was interesting about where do things stand on the TJ Hawkinson extension? I do not have any new steam, but trust me. When they completed that trade, the idea was he's going to be here for the next handful of years. The Vikings still have every intention. Yes, it takes two to tango, but they have every intention to sign TJ Hawkinson to an extension before week one. Uh, Dukes, with with the schedule also coming out, I know you don't have any leaks on it, but I personally feel like, and this may be selfish of me, and I know we Is this your mock schedule? Well, Judd did a mock schedule. I know he did. And I'll give you one one of them. And you tell me likelihood of this happening. What about when Patrick Mahomes comes here, Sunday night football? I believe, Judd, you had that week... uh, November. It was November, sometime in week 9, 10. Well, I mean, the new rules are not every team needs to be in primetime, but we know this. Coming off 13 wins, the Vikings are going to be in primetime at least once, if not a few times. So, yes, that screams primetime, whether it's Sunday night football, Monday night football, but yes, Sunday night football does make a lot of sense. Dukes, and, and this would not be good... But the league is now allowing up to two Thursday night games per team. Someone ain't going to like that. Like, that's a problem. You do not want two Thursday night games. Like, I guess if you get Thanksgiving and a third, that, that's not, you know, unprecedented, I don't think. But if you get two actual Thursday night tilts, there's going to be some ticked off teams. Oh, big time now. That's not helpful. Is there a way to align it where... You could play two consecutive Thursdays. So, yeah, that first Thursday That's would stink. Or if you're coming off a bye, yeah, then you would play maybe. that following Thursday. I mean, teams wouldn't necessarily like that, but that would be a lot better than a Sunday maybe. to Thursday turnaround two times during the 17-game season. So I just wonder if there's different things they can do to make that happen. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, the Cowboys, right, they play on Thanksgiving, and they play that next Thursday. Right. I mean, you know, I foresee something like that happening. Maybe this year it's the Lions, not the Cowboys. But, you know, you figure one of those teams or maybe it's one of the visiting teams. But you figure, you know, one of those teams that plays on Thanksgiving is also going to play that following Thursday. Maybe it's two teams that play among the six teams that play on Thanksgiving. Right. That two of those teams end up meeting the following Thursday. Yep. So my my speculation also in my mock schedule dudes involved involved this. What about. Christmas Day, triple header, second game at Philly, three twenty-five kick. 
Ooh. Vikings at Philly as part of the because they they went to it last year basically gave the middle finger to the NBA and said you play your five cute games we're the NFL and and if I'm not mistaken Christmas is on a Monday now so they're going to do it again so I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility I thought Philadelphia Vikings pretty marquee attractive late season NFC matchup as the 325 kick in Philly the place where they threw snowballs at Santa Claus December 25th. Who was the opponent when they threw those snowballs at Santa Claus? Do you remember? It was in the 60s when it first occurred. I think it was um, the Cowboys. Oh, probably. Oh, well, they did throw snowballs at Michael Irvin. Once. Okay, maybe that I'm mixing up the two. What you're thinking of. But they did. Yeah, what I'm I getting at is Cowboys-Eagles on Christmas Day makes a little bit more sense to me. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm just trying to get creative. No, I know you That's are. That's a good point. Yeah. No, you're right. I know. I I get it. One schedule, one mock, the Vikings. Um, What about the Vikings on Black Friday? I didn't have that, but I love that one, too. How about this league just coming (laughs) in and just, like, hammering college football? That used to be your day. Now it's actually, and if I'm not mistaken, that's an Amazon game. I think it is, yeah. But nonetheless, there's going to be a game on Black Friday. Oh, it's going to be huge. Guess who's watching it? Me, mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. There, there also is, as I told Phil and Dex, um, this is the first year the TV contracts aren't exclusive to conferences. So Fox used to get the majority of Vikings games. CBS is now going to siphon off games. So locally, Channel 4 has to be absolutely thrilled. Oh, I'm and sure. Fox has to be sort of ticked off. Because now it sounds like as they do the schedule, they're going to make decisions. And I don't know how, if it's going to be some type of, they pick games or what, but there, there's going to be a lot more games potentially on Channel 4 than there have, have been in the past because it's not the National Football Conference goes to Fox and the American Football Conference goes to uh, CBS. I can tell you, there are people in this building, Judd, hoping for the potential of an Amazon game or two, like that Black Friday game, a Monday night game. Oh, to or get the right two, right? Or maybe an exclusive NFL Network game, like Viking Saints last year, where yep. then the game in this market can air on Channel Five. Interesting. Uh, dude, Boy, last of Vikings thing for me. Uh, I saw they obviously they gave Andre Carter the second a huge deal as a UDFA. I basically guaranteed him, I think, three hundred and K in 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 a bo- roster, which kind of signifies to me that. They have high hopes he'll make this roster. Um, I got to imagine the Vikings have pretty high hopes for him, too, internally since they gave him such a big deal and he wasn't even drafted. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, they had to beat out a number of teams. I was in contact with somebody that knows Carter well. I said, hey, what should we know about Carter? Let me read this one for you. You guys will get a kick out of this one. Let me see if I can find it here, see how much I can multitask, see if I can talk and cue this up. How about this for a note? He brushes and flosses after every meal. So there you go. I tried on the new floss. Viking Carter. I mean, that I, must I'm, be that army discipline. I love it. That's what it is. I love yes. flossing. Yeah. I'm a picks. big flosser yeah. now. I should have I'll asked what whatever. teams the Vikings yep. beat out. I wasn't that fascinated by that angle, but the Vikings did beat out so multiple teams. That's why they went great. higher. As, as he's kicking the ass, his breath is going to be outstanding. Correct. That's so yes, on Wednesday's open locker room. You know, if he's on the 53 man, even if he's just playing a little bit on special teams, if he's there. activated, 
Yeah, he'll be somebody I chase for an interview because I know the breath will be superb. He'll be in the bathroom flossing. Or the heck, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because like, I can't talk right now. guys go, go eat lunch and then they come back to the locker room, yeah, right? Well, floss. in his case, exactly right. instead of going exactly. back to his stall, he'll be in the bathroom flossing. And by that point, open locker room time will have ended. Be done. They'll kick you out and his teeth will, will be great. Uh, Wolves, I got to continue to give you credit because the Tim Conley thing, which you brought up, I think, initially. I don't recall it being out there before you. Oh, it's everywhere now, uh, huh? I know, but I mean, your 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 for, former cohort at the fan, Chad Hartman, did a you know yeah. who is really good at what he does. He's okay? the best in town. With all due respect like to everybody really, else, right? There are some really good put, people yes. at asking questions at interviewing subjects. Nobody is better in this market than Chad Hartman. And you know, Chad is fun, but when Chad has to ask a tough question he doesn't just back off so to his credit he asked tim conley i think it was last friday on cco not once but twice you know can you put to bed this wizard speculation and both times conley said well the plan is for me to be here blah blah never answered it so i will ask you as the man who first broached this and sort of knows a little bit more behind the scenes than we do what the hell is going on here, and why won't the man give a definitive, like, is he waiting for Washington to approach him now? I mean, clearly something is going on. Well, I'll continue to say, do I believe that the Washington Wizards job appeals to Tim, to his wife, 100%? He used to work for that organization. He's from the Baltimore, D.C. area. His wife is from the Baltimore, D.C. area. I'll continue to say, until I hear otherwise, Judd, I see Tim Connolly running the Wolves next year. I think the timing just is awkward. I just but think there was a better on? opportunity for him to escape Minnesota this time yeah. next year. I still think there's a lot of surprise that the Wizards made this move on Tommy Shepard now compared to a year from now. So I'm just saying, until I hear otherwise, Tim Connolly is going to be here. The Wolves have a second-round pick. I fully expect Tim Connolly to lead that draft process, whoever they end up selecting late in June, then come early July when they offer Anthony Edwards a super max, when they offer Jada McDaniels either a four or five year big money extension, when they try and re-sign Nas Reed, they are not going, I don't think, try to re-sign Jalen Noel. Jalen's going to end up elsewhere. But point is, Tim Connolly, I see him being here for all these big moves, all these moves that are going yeah. to take place come June and July. The Wolves will start working out some draft prospects soon. A lot of teams are already doing the draft workouts. Tim Connolly is going to be in the gym for those workouts. I see Tim Connolly remaining as the Wolves' president of operations, but I just think it's hard for him. I also think just he's not great at answering that question. shouldn't be that hard, but I just don't think that's a skill he has. I've had some other people compare him to Mark Coyle, right? And I like Mark, right? But that he's got some Mark Coyle in him. Maybe not real okay. comfortable in front of the camera, even though he's done it plenty, but just not his forte, right? Yeah. You gave so, me great advice on my dog if I should be in the crate or not. When the, yeah. the first week he was here, he, he answered that question pretty straightforward. I know. I mean, he's done enough interviews, but I just don't think it's one of his favorite things. But bottom line, I see Tim here, but that job absolutely appeals to him. Now, I said going back weeks, I fully expected Washington to at least come calling. I don't know if they've come calling or not. Milt Newton, who used to work here, now with the Bucks, he's in the mix. Trajan Langdon, who was once up for the Wolves' job back in 2019, 
He is said to be in the mix. I had an NBA contact tell me to watch the name Jeff Peterson. He's the Brooklyn Nets assistant GM. It's when, not if. Peterson will get a chance to run a front office. But I haven't heard yet that Ted Leonsis, maybe Ted, the Wizards owner, goes back to 2019 and says, well, Tim, we chatted in 2019. I tried to make you my leader of the front office, and you said, no, I'll stay in Denver. So maybe Leonsis is like, hey, Tim, you know, just let's go back four years. You had a chance to come here, and you decided to stay in Denver. So why would I approach you again? But I told you, I thought at least Washington would make some sort of inquiry, whether directly with the Wolves to chat with Tim or through back channels. Tim has representation, right? I mean, you know, Tim has people working on his behalf, right? So Mm -hmm. through back channels, just find out, hey, you know, would he have some interest? But that job, absolutely. I get it, Judd. Like, he's from there. But answer the question. Yeah, but, dude, answer the question. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's not that hard to say definitively, yes, I will be here. I plan on right. being here. The Wolves right. gave me one heck of a contract. That's what I was going to say. Yes. I will honor that contract. I made it wouldn't be that, that tough. Altered the franchise. I plan to see this through. I am going nowhere. Chad, thank you very much. Correct. That's my point. So, yeah. So, once again, I mean, he did it in the, you know, season wrap-up news conference at Mayo Clinic Square, then given the opportunity to clarify those comments with Chad late last week, he decided not to. So, yes, very, very weird, but I'm telling you, he is, well, (laughs) to use his verbiage, planning, but I'm just telling you, I see Tim Connolly here this summer. I see him here next season. Final scoops. I chatted with Elijah Hawkins, new Gophers point guard, this morning. So he gets done with his visit over the weekend. He heads back to D.C. Then he told Ben after he got back to D.C., Ben Johnson, hey, I'm in. I want to be a Gopher. Ole Miss, Utah, Richmond, North Carolina State, some pretty good programs. They tried to get Hawkins in for a visit. They said, no, no, don't commit to Minnesota. So the Gophers did a good job securing that commitment. So the optics appear right now. Now they still have, you know, some roster flexibility, but right now the starting backcourt is Elijah Hawkins and the Pepperdine transfer, Mike Mitchell Jr. Both guys last year shot the three above 40%. Now in Hawkins's case, he went from 29% as a freshman to 46% as a sophomore. That is one heck of a leap. So he was not a good three-point shooter his freshman year at Howard. But you think about his accomplishments. So he played at legendary DeMatha Catholic. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's one of those legendary high school programs. He was a McDonald's All-American right. nominee at one point. Now they whittle the list and they whittle the list and all that. But he was yep. a good high school player. Five foot eleven, though. Right? It was during COVID. Recruiting was weird. He ends up at Howard. Howard goes to the NCAA tournament for the first time in 31 years last year. Mm. He was a big reason why, right? Double-digit score, led them in assists. Like, without Elijah Hawkins, Howard doesn't break this 31-year drought. So he had a very accomplished run at Howard, now transitions here to Minnesota. I also spent a little bit of time right before I hopped in studio here with Craig McDonald from Minnehaha Academy, new Gophers defensive back. So he went to Iowa State. Then he went to Auburn a year ago. Auburn ends up firing its coaching staff. And he says, okay, time for me to come home. What I signed up for here at Auburn, 
isn't what I'm experiencing now. So he puts his name back in the portal a few weeks ago, ends up back here, loves the vibe with P.J. Fleck and Joe Rossi, but also loves that he has a compelling case to the NCAA. So as a second-time transfer, he has to go through the waiver process. So he is not granted automatic immediate eligibility, but he feels like coming home here to Minnesota after the coaching change at Auburn, that he has a compelling case. So he likes his chances of being immediately eligible. So if he is, if you look at his role here, come this fall, he said they are going to, Joe Rossi specifically, is going to play him closer to the line of scrimmage. So he was a deep safety Auburn, Iowa State. He's going to play much closer to the line of scrimmage in the Gophers defense. Awesome stuff, Darren, and we will talk to you again for more Scoopage on uh, Reckless Speculation Thursday, okay? Okay, take it easy, boys. See ya.